remember, you can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of The Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Hour number two of the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart here on WEEI. You guys can join us at 617-779-7937. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Rich Keefe Show. You can watch the program on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. Also on YouTube, you can follow the WEEI channel there on YouTube. You can watch it multiple ways. Uh, and Hart, the NFL Draft Combine is officially underway. I know teams and players are already out there, but... Today they're running. Today they're jumping. Today they're lifting weights. Today they're doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's been going on for a long time. You've covered it in Indianapolis many, many times. I'm kind of sad I'm not there. Yeah, it's too bad. Especially like this the whole year. football world is there. They kind of are. And we're here. We're holding it down. Are holding we, it down and bright. How are we holding down? This uh, chair? The My chairs? Ass. Yeah, for now. Both chairs? How important is the combine to you? Because, again, you can kind of talk your way into it, I think. You can talk your way out of it. Like, where do you stand on the combine? So, I like it. Yeah. I think it's a a key part of the process. I certainly don't think it's be-all, end-all. That's football. Like, that's whatever you saw the guy do for a year or two in college. Yeah. But I joked about it earlier with the throwing. I do like guys that show up and compete. Mm -hmm. I do like that little... You know, the famous Dion story, he wasn't going to run, then he showed up and run and, like, broke the record. And, like, that aspect of it, um, from the team's perspective, this is different from us, but, like, they always talk about the medicals, like, all the doctors get to check everything out. And every year, sadly, they usually find something with somebody, like a heart problem. or something scary, right. Like, there was a kid from Northeastern one of the years, a tight end from Northeastern, who was told, like, you can't ever play again. Like, I forgot what it was. Um, Yep. And then the interviews... Right, which, you get a chance to talk to these guys. Right, it, and I know it's only, whatever, 40 interviews, and they're only, I don't know, 20 minutes. They might not even be 20 minutes. But you, you get to ask them, see, start the process. Like, I know in Washington there's a lot of um, discussion, controversy, I guess. Josh Harris, the owner, is sitting in on the interviews with the quarterbacks. Hmm. I have no problem with that. Yeah. If I own the damn team and I want to sit in there, and you, I'm letting you make the decision, Adam In a couple Peters, of years, I might be giving this guy... $200 million? Like, maybe right. I can talk to him a little bit. And just to, like, verify, yeah. well, you know, the old Reagan trust, but verify, if if you're staying in Washington and then they come back and you guys have some sort of meeting and they're like, you know, Adam Peters says, well, Jaden Daniels came off as a real dink at the Combine. I trust you, but I'd also like to assess yeah. it myself. Like, if did he came to me? That's a dink. I disagree. So, and then also how your guys, now it's kind of a... Uh, Interesting spot for the GM and for the head coach who are like asking questions and like their bosses right there. So that may be a little uncomfortable, but every year you also hear about these like ridiculous questions that get asked. Oh, yeah. And like sometimes they're just trying to get the player off his game. Other times it's like, why the hell would you like, ever Des, ask that? Brian, is your mother a prostitute yeah, or whatever? Like, what, are, what are we doing here? I don't think that's okay. And so if you're Josh Peters, you can be there and be like, well, it didn't come from our side or whatever. Right. Like, and you know for a fact that right. it didn't happen. But anyway. So the 40 yard dash is obviously the. Oh, yeah. Most notable event at the Combine. Mm -hmm. And I think teams put more importance on it than they lead on, than they pretend. And I don't mind it, actually. But I I don't mind it in terms of good players. Like, if you think a guy is good and he's in, like, a certain grouping and then he blows it away, I like that. Like, it adds, it's like a little extra sauce on top of the sundae. Yeah, yeah. Cherry up there. Yep. 
But you don't take a guy who can't play and then just because he ran a four two seven be like, well, we got to take him. He ran a four two seven. So I, I look at it similar, but I would first, if there's a guy that I really, really, really like from just one, two, three, four years of playing games, then he runs a slower 40. I'm not losing my mind. No. A lot of teams do. Two like obvious examples were Anquan Bolden and although Joe Hayden didn't fall that far, but people were like ripping him and maybe he dropped a little bit, but they didn't run blazing 40s, but you're like, I know he's good. I know the guy's great. They played on a, at a high level. It's one thing if you run the slow 40 time and you went to Hobart, and you're like, that's maybe not great. You go to LSU or Florida State, like right. I saw you up against the fastest guys in the world. So that'll take. Now, if, if it's somebody that was maybe off the off your uh, radar and they run an insane 40, doesn't mean you draft them, but maybe you do a little bit extra work on yeah. them than you had prior. Right? Or it allows you, like you say, Hobart or Lenore Ryan. Yeah, yeah. If right. you have a player you kind of like, and you're like, hmm. and then athletically he competes and he runs a forty that's in range with the yeah. SEC guys at his position, and he's you know jumping, running, well, doing. Jamie Collins was one of those guys. He had well, the broad yeah, jump record. Jamie Collins yeah. was a stud athlete. Yeah. If you have those guys from smaller schools, different schools, whatever. It, it strengthens because you like them as a football player. I'm yeah, not yeah. saying you don't like yeah. them and yeah. then it makes them, but you like them, but you're worried, well, but is he just the king of the dip poos? Is he like beating up on lower competition? Yeah. And then you're like, no, he's running a 40 that's zone. in line with what the other good players at the position run. And the Patriots for many years, was it the three-cone drill? Yeah, three-cone was big with them. was super big with them, yep. and you'd find Quickness, it at basically. all positions and all yep. rounds of the draft. Is that a bill thing? I wonder. It'll be. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. So I, I wonder. Mean, everything was a bill thing. It had to be. What but was like, it? does Elliot Wolf subscribe to that? Like, or I'm not even saying it's a three cone. Like, whatever. But I wonder if we're going to see, and we won't know after a year, but after a couple of years, like, oh, there's sort of a tell. Like Elliot Wolf likes certain types of players, or there's a certain skill set that that you can show off here without pads, without I mean, really a football, with the exception of a couple of the drills. Uh, and then maybe they sort of gravitate to those guys. Yeah, I would guess, this is just pure spec, that Elliot Wolf will trend a little more athletic. Mm-hmm. You know, the relative athletic scores and all these sort oh, of yeah. new age combination yep. of everything. Not just one drill, but are you a great all-around athlete based on what he has said in terms of not specializing and, and kind of going with guys that are the best all-around athlete or prospect, the simplification Mm-hmm. Hey, the guy's a great athlete, and we saw him play decent football. Why don't we just take him? Yeah. So I think that he will probably trend in that direction. I do like the combine just in general. I do too. I know it's 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 niche. It's it's, it's not for everybody. Niche, like yeah, no, I I like it quite a bit, and it shouldn't be the be all end all. But I think it is an opportunity for certain guys to add that to maybe a senior bowl or uh, I guess it's like a the shrine bowl. Uh, to the pro day, yep. to, like add all those things together, and then maybe you can fly up the board. I remember like Aaron Donald, as great as he is now, wasn't this unanimous like first round pick. And then at the end of his college season, like yeah, he was up there, but then he dominated everything, including the combine, including the Senior Bowl, and it was like holy crap. And even then, I think he went like thirteenth, right? It wasn't like he was a top five pick. But well, he was, was from Pitt. He's not yeah, at right. Alabama doing this, so all that some, stuff helped him absolutely. And and it can hurt you. You said it. Like, well, right. Jacoby Myers goes undrafted, and you're like, wait, the guy caught 113 balls last year. 
Yeah, see, that's Wait, what I'm with you. Slow, but these teams go way too overboard. And it's extreme. That, yeah, yeah. The, the extremes of it. But it happens at all levels. Mm-hmm. It happens from high school to college. Kids go to some camp, and they either run a fast 40 or a slow 40, and it's like, you're on a list. Now you just made the list. Good yeah, list yeah, or yeah, bad yeah, list, yeah. one way or the other. Or, you know, oh, you were supposedly a 6'2 receiver? That's funny. We measured you in at 5'11 and 3 quarters. Well, that's the other thing about this week is you get, like, I remember we were on the air. I think we did, like, breaking news when we found out how, how tall Kyler Murray really was because there was all kinds of questions about how tall Kyler Murray is, how big Kenny Pickett's hands were, this, how small Tyquan Thornton's wrists were. This week, by all accounts, that number is Jaden Daniels' weight. What does he weigh? Interesting. Because he's listed at 210. And then the reports were like with bricks in his pants. He's hoping to get to two ten. Well, you're listed at two ten, so why are you hoping yeah. to get to two ten? How many gallons of water are you chugging before you go on the uh, so he scale? could be like under two hundred? But and, and that may matter. That may not matter. Yeah. You may watch the athleticism. I know your boy Shime in our Six Rings QB prospect preview talked about the way he runs and like you're going to break. I look at Lamar. What's Lamar listed at? He's a twig. He's absolutely a twig. Yeah. And he's been fine for himself. Now, I wouldn't advise taking hits, learn to run, learn mm-hmm. to slide, learn to get out of bounds. But sort of watching things from afar, it seems that Jaden Daniels' weight is going to be the talk of the week. And I don't even, he hasn't done it yet, right? Uh, not that I've seen. I'm sure it would jump up there and be uh, a, a big deal. Right now, we're watching the, uh, the linebackers run there 40 times. Uh, as far as the quarterback's heights, Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams is like six one, right? Is that one yes. of the things with them? So, yeah. but the QB height has really faded. I like personally Drew don't care. Brees, I don't care about it. Russell through, Wilson, um, yeah. ba- Baker Mayfield was a big talking one. How tall is he? There used to be Mayfield and Kyler Murray are both the number one pick in the draft. Kyler right. Murray is like five five, and Baker Mayfield probably six, maybe six feet. And I want to say. In the day, there were a lot of GMs that would openly admit if you're under 6'1", you're kind of not on our board. We don't think yeah. you can play quarterback. And that's dated. That is just flat-out dated. Right. That is not a thing anymore. So I think that is kind of, and appropriately. Yeah, Bayfield pre-draft uh, from the Combine, he was six foot and 5'8", so like less than 6'1". Nope. In Andy's world, that's 6'1". <laughs> yeah, round him, round him Five all nine. Way up. Andy Hart says that is six one and two fifteen. So that he weighed it at two fifteen. So yeah, he was obviously a little bit bigger than like a, a Jaden Daniels. That's not the speed of Daniels, hey, but that's chunky. Where, that's where he weighed it at four eight four forty and a twenty five on the Wonderlick. That's the other thing. The Wonderlick. They still do that. I don't know if they still do that. They don't do like SATs for college anymore, do they? Or it's like uh, optional, it's, right? It's optional in some places, and some places are bringing it back. I believe Dartmouth College just started bringing it back. Did they? Because they realized Good how ridiculous them. it was to not test people, and like you're getting because pe- A's are not the same everywhere. No, and you go by transcripts, definitely not. And yeah, different things of that nature. Yeah, I took gotcha. the Wonderlick once. I did well. Yeah, I think I did one. It was like half of one. I don't think I had like a full. What is it? Forty questions? Might be fifty. Maybe it's 50. I think we found one years ago. 50 and timed, I think, because so you we can did, get a 50. So we did 25, and we did half the time, and then we just doubled the score. And I, Yeah, I did, it was easy. It was like, what's the ninth month of the year? Yeah, no, I remember doing really well. And They're I was like, pretty this is easy. what people get threes on? There was literally... Because they like, don't try. No, that must be it. I mean, I have heard stories what of veterans Claiborne like, get? not train. <laughs> like a four? Yeah, because they don't do it. Yeah. Because I don't they know how they have do it now, but else do their homework, so they're like. But also in the old days, they would be taking it in a room and they'd be like screwing around and like, would you put oh, like just not taking it seriously? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm a football player, why yeah. am I taking this test? You're right, but uh, 
it, the whole the the big thing that's changed now is the S two after last year's debacle with CJ Stroud that he did really horribly on it and then oh. he kicked ass and everybody's like, well, that's a stupid test. Yeah. Also found out lately that I think Sam Munson, who started PFF, also had something to do with this S two test. So like, oh, forget it. How many throw it in the hopper? Well, yeah. First of all, yeah. stupid. Yeah, right. Second of all, seems like a conflict of interest. You're doing all these various things. Kind of does. So you're rating the players, and yet you're rating them on intelligence, but then you're passing those scores out, and then those scores are leaking. Yeah. There's just a lot no, going on there. So circling back to you wanting the quarterbacks to throw and like them just showing their competitiveness. Yeah. Uh, do you feel the same way when a guy opts out of a bowl game? Um, Less so. Because that's obviously even more chance of an injury. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, but I'm saying, like, but that's also competing. Like, that guy's going no, out there I and know. he's doing, like, Bo Nix. Bo Nix didn't need to play but in that the combine, game. you're not going to get hurt if you bounce a ball. If you overthrow a receiver. You oh, get like, hurt in the draft, you, though. Not really. <laughs> you don't think so? Cam Newton and supposedly put a ball in the stands and he got drafted number one overall. Yeah. He's an impressive. Like, whatever. He's a, an impressive They either like you or though. they don't like you. Yeah. Could it hurt you a little? But I would argue... Can you do just as much damage by not throwing? Aren't there some people like me, like Hardo's old scouts, that are going to be like, I told you, the guy on Twitter who starts every tweet with, as a former NFL scout. <laughs> I haven't seen that guy. Remove Caleb Williams from his draft board because he's not like, throwing. Lame. Like, what are you doing? But, like, if you're saying. No wonder you're a former scout. You're removing good players. I, I thought it was pretty unanimous that it was Caleb Williams, although now you're starting to get some talk out of there. And maybe it's just because, hey, we talk about it every single day and people are coming Still up with two it. Months and to and go. we have two more months to do this. But, like, go back three years ago when Trevor Lawrence was the number one pick. Like there was no, he was, he was the number, he would have been the number one pick like two years prior. Yeah. So like he didn't need to do anything. But Caleb Williams would be in this conversation any year. Yeah, yeah. First pick, second pick. I mean, depending on the year, yes, maybe somebody else goes. But he's a top five quarterback, whatever year he comes out. No, but I'm saying like Trevor Lawrence, you knew. Yeah. Like right now, like I don't know if I'd put my life savings on Caleb Williams. Going he's a one. significant favorite. I think he uh, he no, is. No, but I mean the numbers wise, he's a yeah, yeah, yeah. Favorite. But I, I'd, I'd like hesitate like to put all my money hundred or something. It's a lot. But like, what was Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence must have been. Oh yeah, like, he was different. You probably couldn't even bet on it. Right. So that's that's that, all I'm saying. That was different. But the thing I've been uh, noticing is yes. the receivers are rising as a group. Yep. Um, there's people now that have. Caleb Williams and then a couple receivers as the second best prospects in the draft, Marvin Harrison, Neighbors. And now there is a uh, grouping of people that have Malik Neighbors ahead of Marvin Harrison Jr. So let's not overthink somehow, this, everybody. Let's not overthink this. How is it that Marvin Harrison Jr. is yeah. the generational talent, can't miss prospect, but isn't the best at his position? Can you explain that to me? Because those people are wrong, and <laughs> it's because they're trying to find something new to talk about. Maybe. And it's it's, it's kind of a boring one. He doesn't get a lot of sexiness out of it. Harrison? Lance, Lance, yeah. No, Lance Zierling, oh, oh, who oh. writes the bios for NFL.com yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and oh, ranks them all with yeah. a grade. He has neighbors over Marvin Harrison. It's not like he is yeah. Chris um, Sims? Sims, and he's got like a podcast that he wants to pump, and he's, I need attention on... No, oh. he's just breaking it down just, the way he, he does. put him on yeah. a list, right. and you go to the list expecting to see Marvin Harrison first, and you go to the list, and Marvin Harrison second. Like, wait, now, I, I think it's stupid. I do, too. I think it's I do too. wrong. Yeah. I don't know if he's trying too hard. I think he believes it. I think he actually... No, he probably think, does. He fancies himself yeah. a scout. 
Well, and if these but guys, he's wrong. like, it's, he's going to be on the record, and it's going to you can go to NFL. dot com at any time, and for years you are going to be able to see yeah. that's the guy who had Marvin Harrison as the second. Receiver. And he's like, well, so, uh, you know, I I'm like second too. by a hundredth of a point. It's very close. Like whatever, he's still second. All right, we can continue with the uh, NFL draft stuff. If you want to get in here at six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. Also, Red Sox spring training rolling on. Uh, Greg Hill show down in Fort Myers. They had both Alex Cora and Nick Pavetta. On the air today, so we'll give you a little taste of that. But right now, here is Joe Braverman with What's Trending. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart, WEEI. You guys can join us throughout the night, 617-779-7937. or on Twitter and Instagram as well, at Rich Keefe Show. We'll get to some of the, the uh, sound from Fort Myers today. Greg Hill Show down there. and uh, Big day. Alex Cora on. They had Nick Pavetta on. But a uh, good game, too. And a, and a nice ball game. I think uh, Will Maloney was on the call. Pitched well. Yeah, pretty good. I saw Devers went deep. Yeah, he sure did. Somebody else was it? Roman Anthony, I think, had a big day. That's Trevor right. Story had two RBIs in the game. I like that. I'm not a big story guy. No, me neither, but I like stories. <laughs> Let's go to Matt in Rhode Island. He joins us next. Wants to talk about the Patriots. What do you got, Matt? Hey, what's up, guys? Yep. I believe that, that scout or whatever that guy was, he's saying Neighbors was had more yards after the catch potential. I don't know, but I, yeah, I don't know if yeah. I believe that. But anyway, when I was tuning at the beginning of the show, you're talking about burning that cash. That's right. And just judge by the way they went about the offensive coordinator search. Because at first I didn't think anyone wanted a job because their roster was so bad. But then you find out that Nick Cayley actually wanted the job, a guy who's been in the building. I know he wasn't like the top prospect of all these guys, um, offensive coordinator, but I think he was. I think he would be a great, a great guy to have in there because he's he spent some time out there, obviously with the Rams. But they lost him out of the building because he wanted like three million dollars. I think judging by the last two seasons, I think that's a huge mistake. I mean, it's embarrassing where their offense is. I think giving a guy like that a chance would have been a, a much better start to rebuilding the franchise. I mean, you better hope they have helped. I mean, I think he could, he's going to be okay, but I don't think he's anything special. Like. I think that's just a baseline that is going to bleed into um, the free agent market, too, with this new kind of found um, with the attorney uh, counsel or what have you sitting in on all these things and trying to put values on guys that they may not really know what they're doing. All right, Matt, thanks for the phone call. I'm actually I'm glad you brought this up because this was something we had talked about. We sort of speculated about whether, you know, Alex Van Pelt all of a sudden comes in 12th guy they interview and then immediately is hired, whereas everybody else, it was like, all right, this guy's in for an interview. This guy's in for an interview. This guy's going to come back for a second interview. And you're like, what is taking so long? I was like, oh, we've hired Alex Van Pelt. And you're like, when did you talk to him? Don't so worry it was weird. It. But there was some whispers that they offered the job to Nick Cayley. I know yep. Burt Breer recently came flat out and said they did offer the job to Cayley. Uh, I forget what the wording was, but it was like a respectable offer. And uh, essentially, Nick Cayley wanted a ton of money. And More than he's worth. And listen, I don't blame him. Nick Cayley got screwed when he was here. Nick Cayley got passed up for Bebop and Rocksteady. And then the next thing you know, yeah, so he got passed up by those guys. And then he had an interview again. He had a second crack at it. And then they went with Bill. That was, like, that was in, a, in the bag. And it was, wasn't going to be him. It was going to be Bill O'Brien. And then uh, he goes out to the Rams, gets the, the job offer here. And he's like, I want more. So I've even heard, is he going to be the OC or the- passing game coordinator? I believe. Perfect. 
fast uh, passing game coordinator well, I would go for back McVay. There too. Perfect. Like unless you really want to take that next step, you just yeah. want to do it. Yeah, yeah. You want like Gerard Mayo wants to be the head coach. Okay, that's great. Yeah, because this might not be the best opportunity in time to be the head coach, but he wanted it. He took it. Nick Cayley, if you really want to call plays and be a coordinator, then yes, take this job. If you think it's the best place, nah, he knows then the he, best place is in L.A. He knows what he's Because we know that the stench of McVay gets you hired. Guys that are there for not very oh, long. Oh, he might be a head coach in two years, Nick Correct. Cayley. So that and was he, the smart thing. He's never called plays. No, and he's only been with McVay one year. I never thought he was the perfect candidate. I wanted Zach Robinson way more than Nick Cayley. Now, Nick Cayley versus Alex Van Pelt, I would go Cayley, but Why? not by a ton. Who's called plays in the NFL? Uh, Van Pelt did 15 years ago. Still called plays in the NFL. Yeah. I'm going to treat you like Oh, that's a, your guy, like AVP? No. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Like, you know, we hung out in the Bud Light Pavilion together. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a great guy. I've heard he's a really good dude. Ooh, Pill? You talking about Pill? Pill. No, he's a great guy. But with, at least with Kaylee, it's sort of the, man, may, hopefully he learned a lot in the one year with McVay. That's all I would be banking it off on. Yeah, and I have no problem with them telling him to pound sand if he asked for a boatload of money. Well, yeah, am they going to be held hostage by Nick effing Kaylee? No, this is a, a rare Get the hell inst- out of here. Uh, this is a rare instance where I think they're both in the right. Yeah, Nick Kaylee can ask for whatever the hell he wants, and then the Patriots can say, "All right, well, we're not going to give you that." I don't even know what Gerard Mayo is making. Do you? I don't, but I there was the report that if they didn't hire him, wasn't he going to get like ten million bucks? Yeah, to like not a buyout, payout thing. So I'm guessing he makes a good amount. Okay, I just what would you guess? Seven million? Seven. Okay. That. So if Gerard Mayo's making seven yep. and Nick Cayley says, I want five and I've never called plays before, do you pay Nick Cayley $5 million? Has Gerard Mayo ever been a head coach before? No, but he's got the owner in his back pocket. They love each other. Oh, Thunder? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, what's Nick Cayley's argument that why he deserves to be paid like a high-end OC? You should have hired him two years ago. He you should have. I told you that at the time. <laughs> he would have done it for like ten grand, probably right. two years ago. Now he's like, no, uh, uh, the price of the brick just went up. So there were a lot of circumstances at play here. Yeah, like guys that kind of had bag jobs to other places because of yeah. um, circumstances going yeah. to Atlanta. Right. right. Um, I also think there is some reality of if you think your stock is rising. Is it going to continue to rise definitively in New England? Mm-hmm. I don't think definitively. Mm-hmm. Who's your quarterback? Mm-hmm. Who's your left tackle? Who's your receiver? Who's your daddy? There's a lot of question <laughs> marks in New England. Yeah. And so I don't necessarily fault these guys for sort of assessing the situation. If you're confident, no. I would say go do it. But also it, it goes back to if, if you're to believe all these different reports. Well, one, I mean, they hired Alex Van Pelt. So obviously at some level they wanted Alex Van Pelt. But they wanted... Nick Cayley over Alex Van Pelt. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Happens all the time. But you were just <laughs> telling me about who's called plays in the NFL. You're doing a whole little thing. Yeah. No, so no, I'm saying, but they but, can have preferences. But so if you, so I'm saying if you. Gerard Mayo never worked with Alex Van Pelt. He worked with I, Nick Cayley. But, Elliot Wolf worked with Alex Van yeah, Pelt. Yeah. Also worked with Nick Cayley. Yeah. Like some of that is connections, experiences. You, but if you out there, you the listener, you the, the loyal listener. You people. If, no, no, I'm not going there. If, you were talking. if any of you people really didn't want Nick Cayley and you were like, oh, he's just a tight end coach and he was only here for one year, just let the record show that the Patriots wanted Nick Cayley as the offensive okay. coordinator. So they deemed me right retroactively when I said he should have been the play caller. Yeah, you I now get right. credit. We'll update Thank that. Thank you. So we'll, I knew yeah. more than Bill Belichick. We'll call freezing cold I takes. knew more than Bill Belichick. We'll right? have them revisit that. Yeah, you did. Okay. Perfect. In that instance... In a lot of instances, I feel A like. lot of instances? I feel like. We have to go through this whole scorecard now? Sure. Um, 
But I, when I saw that report this weekend, like first of all, I felt like it was sort of well acknowledged that yeah. Nick Cayley wanted some money. They wanted him. Yeah, but no, it didn't that was out, out there, and it yeah. was, I think Breer's the first one to like write it or definitively. Or it or, yeah, and it was definitely painted in a um, a kind light. The way it was written, yeah, like it didn't necessarily paint anybody in a horrific light. It said there was a respectable offer. No, like I said, offer. this is a weird spot where, like, I don't take anybody's side. I think Kaylee asked for whatever you want. Patriots would be like, "Well, we're not doing that." And, right. Okay, and we all move on. Who knows? Maybe yeah. Nick Kaylee's the guy who replaces Alex Van Peltney because you have this whole theory that Mayo's sticking around for a while, but he'll yeah. start moving around the deck chairs. Oh yeah, maybe the next 100%. deck chair is Nick Kaylee. Mayo might be here forever. I don't think so. I don't think Alex Van Pelt or Elliot Wolf will be. Why not? I don't think well, the teams, forever is strong. I don't think the team's going to be great. They're going to win more than four games, guaranteed. I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. I don't actually. know. <laughs> Unless you know, maybe they'll play twenty-five games next year and they'll have a chance. But all right, going back to the Red Sox, as I mentioned, the uh, spring training games are off and running, and uh, down there, uh, Greg Hill show they had today both Alex Cora and Nick Pavetta, not at the same time, separate interviews. You can go to the Odyssey app. You can listen to the entire. You can relive the entire interview. And uh, here was a good back and forth about Alex Cora and his relationship with Craig Breslow versus Heim Bloom. How is your relationship with Craig Breslow? It's good. It's good. Um, Be- was it, it better than that with Heim Bloom? Well, I had a good relationship with Heim. You, you know, did? Obviously. You speculated about that all the time. Yeah, I know, I know. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, with, with him, you know, we obviously, like every relationship, you know, you're going to have disagreements. But uh, I, I think throughout the year, obviously, you, you you don't agree with everything, but at the end of the day, you got to deal with the 26 guys that you dealt with, you know, yeah. and you have to do your job. And uh, it's, it's, it's ironic because the day before uh, the organization let him go, we had a two-and-a-half-hour two conversation about September, about the off season, what we're going to do in spring training, and then that happened, you know. And uh, now he's with the Cardinals, you know, I wish him nothing but the best. Bright man, you know, and I think this experience in Boston made him a better baseball man, and I think he's going to be successful in his next turn. With Craig, I played with him a little bit in uh, 07. He was part of uh, our team. Very, very bright individual, very smart. Uh, the pitching thing is real, you know, uh, and that's what I'm excited about the whole thing. I do believe that the pitching structure, the pitching philosophy is so much different than in the past, and we're going to take a step forward. And uh, some of these guys, they're very excited about, you know, attention to details, grips, uh, you know, this whole, you know, like all the information that we get in, in the bullpens is great, and uh, it starts from on top. He did it with the Cubs, and uh, hopefully he can do it here with the Boston Red so, I like it. Yeah. Now, so trying to, trying to talk us into it a little bit, Breslow, the, he can have a major impact on the pitching, and right. that has been a major issue for them the last couple of years. And you and I have talked about this in these trades that haven't necessarily made people happy or got people excited. There are live arms that have been coming back. Yeah, yeah. When you start to look into minor league, guys that throw 100. Right. They yep. throw hard. They have a lot more strikeouts than innings pitched or than walks. Like, they're, those, they're a certain type of pitcher like there's a certain type that he keeps bringing in and i like that i don't know if it'll work also just quick aside sort of tying in what we've previously been talking about i think alex cora is a guy that gerard mayo could pattern himself after because i think they're both ex-player friendly want to be liked have worked in the media i think there's some similarities yeah yeah that's a good one but i think cora has learned to manage it like he even 
laughs off the the Heim Bloom thing in the beginning. Yeah, he could have doesn't made, really say anything. Nope. Just kind of laughs it off. Could have made it more awkward. Right, didn't. but didn't. But didn't necessarily say I love him and he was the no. greatest step. Like he did say I gotta deal I gotta what did he say? You gotta you gotta uh, deal like, with the players you're dealt or something yeah. like that. So yeah. like clearly he didn't love the roster. Right. But But I I think the way Alex Cora handles it for the most part, and just like the beginning of, of spring training, when everybody was questioning, like, yeah, I don't want to talk about that mm-hmm. in terms of being in Boston. He says some stuff sometimes that maybe the organization doesn't love or even he doesn't love later. But, yeah. okay, side topic. Um, should I be back on Breslow? No, just I don't. I, I think Cora's helping you out a little bit. Well, I think, honestly, Breslow can only do so much. I don't think he's allowed to really spend. So No, but if gonna, I buy into his plan. Yeah, but we also were led to believe that Heim Bloom's plan was sort of like Ray's model where he's going to find these diamonds in the rough. He didn't. I learned that was he wrong. He didn't. However, he Heim, traded bets and got nothing. He was forced to trade bets. No, I don't care that he was forced to trade bets. Oh, but he he got, got the got nothing yeah. part. Get something. Yeah. Get something. And I don't know that Breslow has gotten anything. Although Richard I'll, Fitz may be a bust. Yeah, he could be awesome. Or he could be awesome. The... Uh, Last year, and I don't like giving Heim Bloom credit for anything. I was I was ready for him to go for a long time, but last off season, and I'm sure he was told the similar thing, like, "Hey, you can't spend a lot of money, no long term deals." Kenley Jansen, Chris Martin, Justin Turner, Adam Duvall, like those guys all worked. Those guys were all good. I mean, Duvall got hurt, but when he was out there, he was pretty good. So that was a decent run. And now and they were adding. They were, they were adding. They were adding, adding a certain. Type. So Breslow has signed Lucas Giolito, stinks, and Tyler O'Neill. Who else am I missing? Like, and and those minor leaguers. Liam Hendricks. Tra- oh yeah, Liam Hendricks. Who might? Well, they be, had a bunch of trades as well. And when's he going to be ready? When's Hendricks going to be ready? Uh, uh, September or August. Okay. Use a very negative tone there. Well, remember when James Paxton was supposed to be ready for like uh, August, and then they're like, ah, next year. We'll I get can him next only year. give with the yeah, the yeah. information. I, I'm not a doctor. You're I not? haven't examined him. No, all right. So I'm just going to go with you the information You claimed to be the smartest person at the station the other night. Oh, I think that's without a that doubt. That was his, yeah, Braverman, you hear that? That was Hart's big claim to fame. I don't think I said that on like, the I'm air. I'm the smartest person at the station. I think you did say it on the air. Oh, okay. I'll stick I've, with I've heard multiple <laughs> iterations of it. Yeah, see? Anyway, Nick. so Nick Pavetta, who'll probably be in the rotation, and you just lost your bet. Geeky? Morgan I Geeky. lost to a freaking Geeky. 11th goal of the year. That's a career high for Morgan Geeky. I hate I him. I like Geeky. Geeky's been a nice player. Uh, Nick hate pa- him. Nick Pavetta on the program as well. Talking about the Greg Hill Show. You can listen to the entire interview on the Odyssey app. Uh, and here was talking about if uh, frustrations from last year could boil over to this year. Looking in last season, it seemed like there was some frustration within the clubhouse. Has any of that transferred over, or was that, or were we buying into something that wasn't actually going on? Yeah, I would say that. I think as a whole, as a clubhouse, every player showed up every single day ready to grind, ready to go, ready to play baseball. Um, it's an extremely hard game to play. You know, Obviously, when the chips aren't in our favor, things aren't going great. It's not ideal, but we still stay strong and together and lean on each other. We still get to go out and play baseball every single night. We get to play in front of fans. We get to bring that experience to everybody, and I don't think anybody ever took that for granted. Um, We still go out. Everybody grinded um, really, really hard this offseason, got better. Guys showed up ready to go, you know, in good shape. You know, we're really excited for this year, and last year's behind us. It's what 2024 is going to be, but nobody ever gave up on any situation on that team last year. I'll tell you what, my takeaway, and I caught this this morning in the car. I he thought needs a drink. Nick Pavetta had a little bit of a dry mouth. However, <laughs> yeah. I thought he was excellent. He was really good today to the point where I think he should be talking more. Like, we don't really bring up his name too often. We're like, all right. 
I'm not saying he's the face of the team, but I think they need any possible goodwill that they can get. They don't have a lot of people that you are excited about, first of all, to watch, but even to listen to, whether they have like a weekly radio interview or not. You just need some positivity behind this team because there has been none. There isn't any. Remember we joked about we did the the positive uh, Red Sox segment last year? Yeah, we're not doing it this year. It was tough. I don't know if you could do it. For a whole segment? No. Segments are too long. Roll a lot of commercials. Um Curtis even tried making a joke in here about and and let me know what you think how you think Pavetta handled it. Curtis has one for you. So Nick, uh, speaking of showing up at seven o'clock, that's not going to be an issue now that Verdugo's a Yankee. Everybody will be there on time. <laughs> that's a low blow. That's that's real low. No comment. No comment. Uh, but then like then the interview rolled on, right. and so like he didn't bash his former teammate. Nope. And but he also didn't make it super awkward. Like right. he, he could have been like, you know, just stone faced it. He kind of played it off and was like, All right, no comment. And then there were still like three or four more questions after that. And I thought he was I thought he was a good representative for the team. And I know we're taking kind of baby steps with this, but still like more more Nick Pavetta on the air, I think would be good. I just think you're taking baby steps into maybe sock sniffer mode. Maybe I host a pregame show, so now I have to pretend anyone cares what Nick Pavetta has to listen, say. Listen, if Nick wants to join me on the pregame show, he can. I got a bunch of a bunch of. Well, nice, you have to record it early. Uh, yeah, he doesn't pitch every night. The guy pitches once a week. Yeah, he can co-host four of the nights if he wants. <laughs> no, I just uh, I, he's Nick Pavetta. What's that supposed to mean? He's a professional baseball player. I agree with that. Yeah. That is a fact. Is he somebody I should get excited about? Well, oftentimes the best personalities aren't the best players. Okay, but when the I team think he's going to be in the stinks, rotation this year. Uh, yeah, he wanted to be in the rotation. Remember last year when he had the hissy fit about going to the pen? Yeah, I'm not that, going to the pen. That'd be really good on Netflix. It would have been a great Netflix moment. I think you're trying to sell me on something. I thought he was good today. He was fine. I didn't say he wasn't good, but he's Same. Nick Pavetta. Yeah, it's Nick Pavetta. Am I am I what circling? Are his nicknames? Remember the remember the Pedro nights where you'd circle the am I gonna circle I'm Nick not Pavetta nights? Comparing Nick Pavetta to Pedro Martinez. Jesus. I'm just saying that Nick Pavetta seemed to be a guy that was you know comfortable who he on is? the radio and I thought that's that's something. Ted Karras. Remember when Ted Karras was here with the Patriots? Like Good Ted talker, Karras. fun guy, nice guy, backup like guard, Karras. backup yeah. center. Like were you this excited about Ted Karras? You know what Nick Pavetta's nickname is, according to baseball reference? Nick, because his name is Nicholas. No Piv. That's terrible. Like, what does that mean? Well, short for Pavetta. It'd be I've better if it was like... for this team for my whole entire career. I'm going to continue to do that. That's your guy. That's my guy. That's your guy you want to hear more of, and you I think like, he's a great representative for the team. He I basically like said he wouldn't do what they were telling him to do. Braverman, get him on the show tomorrow. We want, His name. We want him. Should be Bell Piv DeVoe. Seriously? That's better than Piv. Last year, Pavetta... Why don't we call him Etta? Hey, don't sleep on Pavetta. Last year... Oh, I'm not. His he should be on every actually, every show on this station. They should try to. We're gonna play guess them the stats. Let's, let's play a brand new edition of guess them stats. All right, Andy Hart, guess them stats. What was Nick Pavetta's ERA Today's last not season? Friday. It's not full throttle Red it's Sox. Guess Friday. them stats. I don't have be, to pretend that I'm intrigued by Nick Pavetta. All of a sudden, guess them stats could pop up out of nowhere. Okay, so it's time for another guess them stats. Last year, Nick Pavetta's what is ERA. going on with the Bruins? It's three nothing. Yeah, they're kicking ass, and none of the goals scored by Poster. Well, at this point, the ship has sailed. So you don't. Yeah, now first, I don't want the first to goal back. Now it's just salt my wound. Stop. And it was geeky again. Was it? Geeky's got two goals in the first period. You guys didn't bet geeky two, two goals? for geeky and one for uh, Boquist. Okay, another guy. <laughs> All right, let me ask you. You're stalling. What was Nick Pavetta's ERA last year? Guess them stats. Three four two. I don't know. 
4.04. Okay, that's great. Got to have him on every show. All right, how many innings pitched for Nick Pavetta? over four. Innings Which pitched. I actually know in this day and age isn't. It's actually it pretty good. No, my, my point is pretty The old Pedro days, I know like 1.79s were good, but how now many, we talk ourselves into like threes and fours. How many innings pitched for Nick Pavetta last year? Uh, Guess them stats. Uh, 103. 142 and a third. Again, part of that was as a starter. Part of that was as a reliever. So knowing that he had oh, wait, he went to the bullpen? Yeah, he did. Oh, wow. You knowing that he, he said he wasn't going to go. He did. Then he came back. 142 innings. Okay. How many strikeouts? Guess them stats. 142 innings. Let's go 149. 183. That's this guy, good. don't sleep on this it's guy. Don't. Yeah, it is. It is. The guy's we should have him on every show. Why don't we got, have him on this show? Oh, wait, this show won't exist when he's doing his job. No. Well, you got to kind of tune in to find out. We got some Thursday off days, some day games in there, some Monday off days. You going to get a Pavetta jersey? Thinking about it. You seem like you're all in now. I thought he was pretty. Did you have like a talking to? Did somebody call you into the office? Nobody talks to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I kind of do my own thing here. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you've noticed. Uh, you We're can not jo- actually on the air. No, We're just I pretending. Think- we have Braverman back there, for God's sakes. Who knows? <laughs> hey. What the hell is that about? <laughs> that was a cheap shot. Caught astray. I don't know. That's Yeah, that was unnecessary. Let's that keep was- this to I you. will take that crap from Andy. <laughs> I will not take it from you, Rich. <laughs> that was unprofessional of me. I, I do apologize. All right, I have a Celtics question for you. Okay. As the Seas play the Mavericks tomorrow, if you were starting a franchise, we're talking uh, expansion draft, would you take... Jason Tatum or Luka Doncic? Don't answer it now. Think about it and answer it when we come back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart, WEEI. Here on the Rich Keep Show with Andy Hart, WEEI. Tomorrow night, the Boston Celtics try to make it 10 straight wins as they take on the Dallas Mavericks. And Luka Doncic, who yesterday celebrated a birthday, he's now 25 years young. He can rent a car. I'm sure he celebrated last night. Got to be careful with that. Yeah. Do damage on the painful. He also had a. The uh, statute is up on my trip to Puerto Rico. Oh, you haven't gotten a fine for that? Can I admit that now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk about it freely. So you smashed into somebody in Puerto Backed Rico. Backed the bleep into a thing. It was stupid. <laughs> it was this random pipe in the parking garage under the hotel just sticking out of the so wall. So you smashed into a pipe in and a I, parking garage. And you're with, saying it was the pipe's fault? What kind of... Yeah, popped up out of nowhere. Just dove in front of him. No, it did. It shouldn't have been there. Wait, and then I had like PTSD. What kind of vehicle I never was it? parked in that area of the garage again the rest of the trip. <laughs> what kind of car was it? Uh, it was like a Hyundai something. Okay. Oh, a rental car. No, I know, but, but like, was it, was, like a, was it like a small car, a big car? SUV. SUV. Yeah, a hatchback SUV, I All think. Right. I don't know what it was called. Right. Didn't love it. No. I mean, no offense to our Hyundai sponsors. Did you hear the story about Bradford? He had, uh, down in Florida recently, had one of those, like, electrical cars, and he was trying to go drive somewhere to interview Chris Sale. And it was out of electricity. Yeah, and he he literally thought he could just, like... Go to a place and basically like fill it up with gas. Not fill it up with gas, literally, but he thought it would take that long. Well, I think like some so places need, they do have fast chargers. I think get a you still need jolt. to wait a while. You still need to go put yeah, your feet up. Yeah, I think you need to plan ahead. But anyway, he ended up getting like a different car and going to, and got the interview he done. But I think he did. He stole somebody's car. That car is dead. Yeah. He, he but yeah, no, I, I was really happy to not hear about that. And I think you're good. In my defense... When I went to look at what had been happening, then I had this theory like I'm going to pick up all the pieces and try to glue it back together. Yeah. When I went, 
there was a million pieces there. I was not the first person that hit this pole. There Correct. were all kinds yeah, of pieces that didn't belong to my car. That's tough. Yeah, when we... I, I don't like renting a car on vacation because it's like a it's responsibility. Yeah. And I like having zero responsibility. So years ago we went to Barbados and they drive on Brag. the Yeah, big time, right? Home of Rihanna. Look at you. Yeah. And so they drive on the other side of the road, so that was an adjustment. But same thing happened to me. I didn't I didn't crash into a pipe in a parking garage, but I had like minor like scuff or something. And the whole time I'm like, Are we gonna hear about this? Is this gonna be a problem? Is this gonna be a problem? Nothing. No, nothing. See, I was worried because when I picked the car up, they do that whole walk around. Yeah, they look at like, oh, there's a one and tiny yeah, mark on the left like hood, and you're like, these okay, little dashes on yeah. the picture. Don't like that. And I was, I was like, oh, we're gonna get screwed. Insurance, because then you never know what they charge you for. It's, I know it's not a different country, but it's an island far away yeah. that I can't necessarily yeah. argue it yeah. or. Mm-hmm. But no, never heard anything. I was very happy, and and I turned it in at the airport, and they weren't ready. Like it wasn't a manual that was oh, like, boy. just leave it over there and we'll we'll check you out or whatever. Like, okay. And I was like, that means you're gonna see the little <laughs> thing because I was hoping like we'd go to the inspection. I could like you're standing in front of it, <laughs> sir. You you need to get out of there, please. Yeah, I'm a little sore. I need oh. to lean here from it. Been a long week. You and go then, ahead and check out the rest of the car. Yeah, happy I never heard about that. Part. All right, so tomorrow night it is Celtics and Mavericks. Yeah. Uh, Luka Doncic last night had a triple double, thirty points, eleven rebounds, sixteen assists. As they got a win over the Raptors. The night before was when they lost the buzzer beater. They were beating the Cavs. Then Max Struess hit that 59-footer for the winner. So, as I said, Doncic just turned 25. Jason Tatum will be 26 in less than a week. Happy early birthday to Jason Tatum, March 3rd. So he's old. Yeah, on Sunday. He's, yeah, so he's one year older than Doncic. It's a long time. If you were doing an expansion draft style... Who would you take going forward? You can have them, whatever. You can sign them to a brand new deal, and like they are your franchise. Luca or Tatum? So, El Nino Maravilla? What? He's got 10 nicknames on his page. <laughs> he has 10 nicknames? You want to guess them? This is a new game. Uh, Luca Doncic. We should play this game where we do a segment where I just give you the nickname and you have to give me the oh, player. The, that's a good one. Now, we can't do the obvious ones, obviously. No, we did. Li- Braverman, were you on when we did this for the uh, quarterbacks? I feel like we did playoff round quarterbacks last year, and we went through them, and like eighty five percent of them were like, "I've never heard of this." Good, we got a we got a new we got game. some. We'll buff right, this up. But so yeah. Luka Doncic, uh, his you said his ten? Yes. I don't even know. If, I don't. Is what, one of them like the unicorn or something like that? No, that's uh, that's, uh, Porzingis. Porzingis. that's Porzingis. Porzingis. I was going to say I thought that it was like no, transfer from Porzingis Zinger. to Luca. No, Luca, I'm trying to think. I don't even I don't think I've even heard any nicknames with him. Okay, so you don't know the Matador. The Matador? Oh, cuz he's bad at defense? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Which by the way, then there's the uh, more traditional version. Yeah. What would that be? The Bull? El Matador. Oh, El Matador. <laughs> Okay. So it's five. really Wait, those five. are two it's, of them? Yeah. El Matador and El Matador? So it's are... really just five. It's the name no, and then no. L, whatever yeah, it is. A Spanish one. This one is actually one I kind of like. I don't know if they use it much. Well, maybe they should. Famous movie scene where someone eats a bunch of, bunch of hard-boiled eggs. Oh, Cool Hand Luca? Cool Hand. Oh, just Cool Hand. Yeah. Okay. I kind of like that one. Yeah, that's not bad. The Don. Doncic. Kind of badass. Yeah, The Don. Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy. Is that like a the natural reference? Yeah, or uh, the Tenacious D has a song about Wonder Boy. Uh, El Nino Maravilla. Man, they're really laying into the Spanish, which is odd. He's not Spanish, right? He's Slovenian, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, Swaggy L. No, (laughs) 
you say no for? It's right well, here. Well, Swaggy in front of me. P was Nick Young, right? Now who, he's Swaggy when I was Iggy Azalea, and then D'Angelo De- De- uh, Russell ratted him out when he cheated on him. Oh yeah, right. uh, Luca Legend. I've never heard of any of these. Too easy. With like the number two, he's number seventy-seven. Why would it no T O O? It's too easy. Okay, you know, like you're too small. Yeah, it's yeah, too yeah, easy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, You've heard that before. <laughs> I got him. That was got him. Yeah, and then uh, Luca Magic. Wow, these are rough. Yeah, not all these of them are rough. Great. I would go with Cool Hand. Cool Hand. Also, one. there's like not just yeah. the Cool Hand Luca part, but also just like he's got a cool hand in the clutch. He's blah, awesome. Blah, blah. Um, all right, so who'd you take? <laughs> all that to say this: I'm derail every segment <laughs> via the <laughs> reference pages. Yeah. Well, those are fun. Those are fun. Uh, I would. I think I would take Jason Tatum. I, I think it's a great question because I think they're great individual players yeah. who are very similar in age, who have won diddly squat. Correct. So that's a, a black mark against them. They've won diddly squat despite having differing levels and makeups of all-star talent around them, right? Yeah. The Mavericks yeah, yeah, yeah. keep trying new mixes with different people. Porzingis was part of it. They've Kyrie's them. part of it. Yeah. I know. Okay, Kyrie been in both places. Yes. Neither one. Uh, he might have no. adversely affected both. Who knows? Nope. Uh, I um, think probably. Although they're doing what's Dallas doing this year? They are seventh, but they're a half game out of fifth. So like they're teetering on either like real playoffs or play in playoffs. So I am think, I wrong? Because you he's averaging thirty four point four points per game. Yeah, Jesus H. He's insane. Uh, I would. I would. The, who's getting better? Both. I think both. Tatum's getting better. Ordway. Well, I mean, <laughs> who's getting mo better? Uh, what are you saying? Like Luca already started at a higher point. Maybe Tatum is. I don't know. I think. Don't I would, you think Tatum is maturing more? Yeah, this could I mean, be the newfound Andy. Like, has yeah, a, you love. I Tatum. don't know why there's so much hesitation. It should easily be Tatum. I'm taking Luca. I'm taking Tatum. All right, good. You take. I'll Tatum. take a guy who puts effort in on voice defense. So high? Is that right. C four affecting you? <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna. He's just gonna come sprinting down the hallway. Uh, I think Luca would be the only guy I would take in this scenario. Like, if you're doing expansion draft, you have the first pick. Jokic? Uh, I would take... Well, no, because I think... How old is Jokic? I think if you're talking about, like... I, I don't know, but guy, I bet he has nicknames. <laughs> no, 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 we're not doing that right now. He's 29. Actually, man, he's not that old. Maybe you, maybe you take Jokic for the... Well, no, I would I would probably take Jokic third. Jesus, skate a lane. Well, he's Luca's four years younger... So I would probably go. So you're with, saying Luca would be your if you I'd could have number anybody. One. Yeah, you're taking Luca number one overall because he's only 25. And none and of the he's young the best players. Player. No, I, like Wembayama or like some of these other guys. I'm sure could be amazing yeah. down the road. But I, I already know Luca's nasty. Same with Tatum. Same with Jokic. Yeah, there's a lot of options, and I feel like this is in your world of like yeah. top fives and like oh, there's really ten guys I kind of yeah, like. There is that, that there whole world. Is. I just think Tatum appears to me to be ascending and i know i'm blending in team success the team around him where i kind of project that they're going this year what i think he's going to do and what they're going to do but i also just think i feel like his game is expanding i feel like he's a better basketball i know his points are down i feel like his body is expanding i think he's maturing physically well that's one potential wing tattoo getting bigger uh, yeah the potential knock on luca would be like what kind of shape is he going to be in five or six years? And he's not. But, see, I think he'll be fine. You do? Because I don't think he's explosive. So if you're not explosive, you can't lose ex- the explosivity. Yeah, it's not like when Vince Carter had to completely change his game. Because right. he couldn't, he wasn't above the rim. It's like the Griffin. old, yeah. you know, Randy Moss loses a step. He's still really freaking yeah, fast true. and good. Vincent Brisby loses a step. He can't be in the NFL yeah, anymore. Yeah, no, you need that step. So 
I I would go Tatum. I really like my newfound. Yeah, you are a big Tatum guy now. And I love. I still love JB. Look at that. So now I'm more all in on There's the There's room to love them both. J team, baby. The J team. All right, you guys can weigh in on any of it. We've been talking about uh, Gerard Mayo walking back the comments of the uh, burn some beep, cash. Beep, Red Sox beep. down at Fort Myers today. Cora and Pavetta on with the morning show. And a uh, little Celtics ahead of season Mavericks tomorrow. Who would you rather have, Tatum or Luka Doncic? 617-779-7937. More of the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart coming up next year on WEEI.